from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. <laughs> and guess what? America is finally, finally where we think America ought to be on the world stage. <laughs> Men's tennis? I was about to say. No, 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 no. Of course not. We're talking about Women's World Cup. Why don't we just do this whole p- podcast on talk about each goal yeah. <laughs> that we've scored in the World Cup in the We're American women? Time. We don't. We don't. Um, it's been a lot. We're plus 16. And I know we're not going to get into that in depth, but isn't that typical of the rest of the world to criticize America for being too happy? Like <laughs> like too too much celebration. We're the obnoxious Amer- the, yeah. the Americans. Which, you know, I was having a discussion with someone about that. I, I didn't watch the first game. I did watch this game, but I didn't see any excessive celebration. I actually saw an article of them consoling the losing team yeah. the first game. Yeah. And I'm like, that's certainly not something you're doing if you're rubbing you know, a win in someone's face. Well, and there's nothing wrong with you celebrating your own, I don't think. And even in a 13 nothing game, individual goals are not that are not that common. He's only at 13. <laughs> You're right, they're rare. But I mean, we There's have only 13 <laughs> but per they have 22 minutes. players, so I mean... It's a good point. Every time you score is still a big deal. And not, and not everyone... I mean, there was one person that scored multiple right. and then another person that scored... So yeah. No, 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 I agree. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean... Listen, here's the fact of the matter. You only get a limited amount of subs in soccer. Right. Football. And so, in I all... Re- right, like I know. I have no clue, but... Well, in all reality, I, you know, we couldn't put our bottom 11 in <laughs> because we only get three subs or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. I, maybe World Cup's different. I'm talking like I know. Well, I, and... I, I watch a bit. To me, you expect people not to celebrate in the World Cup. It's not a practice game. Like, I, you know, if we're playing a practice match on... In front of fifty people, I understand not you know celebrating and doing organized dancing and all that, but this is a World and, Cup. And by the way, it's not like college football used to be, where the old ball coach used to hang half a hundred on a team. Yeah, uh, and he did he did that for fun um, because in in group play, goal differential is the yeah. first deciding tiebreak. I said that too in the first game. Any team. If they could score 13, would I promise you? Because you don't know what's going to happen the next two games. Well, sort of. I mean, <laughs> I think we feel pretty good that. Well, you never know anything in sport. I mean, it's, it's they. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying, but do they get five goals for for making one from <laughs> midfield? Is that like? Oh, you like your old rock and jock MTV rock and jock? Um, but no, I mean, yeah, like yeah. Had they lost the game, had they been one and one, then nobody would have said. Oh man, they can't believe they scored those thirteen goals because they they might have needed those. You know, for the, I mean, probably not thirteen. But. And we only scored three against Chile, right? So, what are you going to do? <laughs> Listen, and I hope that wasn't because they toned it down after the first one and the criticism they got. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, what do I know? I, <laughs> I don't know anything. That's what. No, they were still bringing heat. I watched most of that game. Actually, I didn't see a single goal, but I watched most of the game. <laughs> Well, and this is a topic we've never gotten into, but what is your opinion on, like, excessively beating someone? (laughs) 
Because we've had a lot of stories like that the last couple of years. Well, for us, we don't have to worry about that. No, you I don't. Mean, you have to get to six, and if your opponent can't get any games, it's, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm beating you. I've and got- even a six oh six oh, you could have lost, you know, 50 points in the match. Right. You don't know how close the games yeah. are. The old... Oh, every game went to deuce. Right. The old, yeah, that yeah. I hear from every losing player that I coach after every match. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but there was a recent, I remember a couple years ago around our area, some high school team won 100 to nothing, and it was a big, in football, yeah, I think, and it was a big. No, no, it was a high, Was it basketball or football? A, I, I remember. thought there was a girls basketball game. Okay, it, maybe, it was, I couldn't remember if it was basketball or football, and I remember it was a big, and the coach was like, I had my, none of my first string players played, like, what do you want me to do? Well, what's more disrespectful to just pass the ball around right. until the shot clock gets down to zero and then give it to the other team? Like, you're so bad, we're just going to give you the ball every 24 seconds. Honestly, I mean, what I always tell players is that if you want to show the player across the net the most possible respect you can, bring it on every single point as hard as you can. And it's funny you say that because I, I had an instance one time where I watched this guy play and he was an amazing player, way better than me. And we Not ended up. Hard. I knew you were going to say that. And we ended up playing each other two hours later in a different league. And so I'm walking on the court, and I'm like, "Well, this is going to be quick." And the first game, he's serving like half of what I saw him serving earlier, and we broke him the first game. And I tell him on the changer, "I'm like, what are you doing?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "That's not how you actually play. I just watched you two hours ago. You're killing one of my players. It's the same level as me." And you know, he was just he gave some whatever cockamamie excuse and course ended up beating us like we we won like one more game the rest of the match but i i totally like you i felt yeah. disrespected i would much rather if you can beat me quick i'd rather lose quick yeah like don't make me think i can win or like if someone's up on me 6050 and they start pushing serves over i'm gonna be pissed yeah because they're patronizing you right and that's not fun it's not fun to lose also while somebody's really not trying their best it's not like i'm gonna come off and say oh yeah i got a game on him Especially if it was because of that. If right. I earn a game off him, I might come off bragging about it, but not if he gives it to me. Right. So, yeah, I I think that if they, imagine if they had let, you know, uh, that team score two goals at the end and ends up being 13-2. Like, is anybody going to say, oh, that was nice of them? You know, that, that was good sportsmanship for them to do that. That wouldn't make any sense. Right. And the goalie just lays down. They just they score. <laughs> So yeah, I think it's a pretty ridiculous at that at the highest level. It's a ridiculous claim, right? You know, if you're playing way out of your league, then that's different. Which happens a lot in tennis. Yeah, but if you were playing some exhibition against you know Sampras or somebody, then fine. But well, but I mean, if like the U.S. World Cup team decided to schedule an exhibition against you know a local junior college and they're celebrating and they're up you know twenty two to nothing, I think right. that would be ridiculous because you're not the same caliber if you're in the world cup you're the same caliber whether usa is way better or not that is the highest level you can be yeah so because of that i don't have a problem with it and again if they were running around pointing and laughing at the other team and stuff like that then that's different which you do i've seen you do that (laughs) (laughs) especially when you're teaching like girls tens and stuff you're pushing them down and hitting balls at them and laughing i know you're the college tennis guy but a student of mine just went off and played his first year of college tennis and i got to hear from him this week and he actually had a lot of bad experiences and it kind of depressed me and he said one of the guys his team played he got done and he went up to shake hands and he said I'm sorry that uh, you're just not very good at tennis <laughs> his opponent said to him and I said I, I said I'm I, I said I'm sorry you had to deal with that I mean that's awful because I really can't think of something worse somebody could say to you 
I need to find out off air what school and what <laughs> I need to find that out. That's uh, fantastic. <laughs> it was hearing the story was uh, made me sad for him because I'm like, has tennis changed that much in 15 years? Because I never. Well, you should have apologized saying, well, I coached you and I couldn't <laughs> quite. I had one bad experience in you know two years of playing. So he said that he had two good experiences in one year of playing. Wow. So I was it kind of depressed me. No, but you know, you know the coaches and the programs that that you know put up with that nonsense. Yeah. So it's not. I don't think it's. He's just had a bad run, and again, I got a school, the conference. I don't right. know who you're talking about, so I can't really address it. But <laughs> we will once we're off air. That's right. Because I definitely want to know. Make for some sure. phone calls. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so anyway, women's World Cup. So World Cup talk. No, I'm kidding. I don't know anything about soccer. But yeah, we pretty much exhausted our knowledge of that so far. 13 goals. And so I game. assume because they're 2-0, they've already advanced. Locked it up. Regardless of what happens. And so is Sweden. Oh, and, so and that's who we... They, okay, because they're both 2-0. Yeah. Okay. But Sweden's like plus 4 or plus 6 or something. <laughs> We're plus 16. Is there... There is some advantage to finishing first in the group, I would assume. Yeah, you'll... You'll, you'll play a 2 instead of a 1. Or a three, because there's also wild cards or something, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And listen, I don't know about men's World Cup either, okay? So let's not... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I cannot uh, be blamed for being sexist on, because I don't know anything about soccer, men's or women's. Right. All right, who cares about that? We had another sport going on grass. Yes. Week. Cricket. <laughs> Do they play on grass? I don't know what they play on. <laughs> Dirt and grass, I guess. No, of course we grass court uh, tennis has begun. And how you feeling about it? Just generally, it's just it's always great to see players at the net. That's like immediately the change you notice right away. Well, and I, I that's exactly where I didn't. We didn't, of course, prep ever <laughs> as usual. Um, but you played right into my evil plan. Yes, always. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say, and more so. It seems this year than recent years. Well, yeah, because we've been seeing players going the net a lot more than normal, even on hard and clay courts. Right. So I think now they're like, if they've already been doing it, they're definitely, I mean, Djokovic is probably going to serve and volley every point at Wimbledon because <laughs> that works so well in uh, Roland Garros. Well, first of all, just watching two players play off the ground on the grass looked difficult at best for right. both of them, which I was happy <laughs> at least. Um, everybody always talks about how the grass has been slowed down, etc. But it looked more difficult. Shorter swings, short hopping the ball, yeah, and not as much you know pace on it. Um, and I always find it interesting who plays the first week of these you know these seasons because it to me it's almost like a a negative. It means those those are the people that know they need more practice time on that surface because like Federer's not playing the first week ever because he knows he's going to transition pretty quick but some of these guys you can tell they need they want to be out there as much as possible leading into Wimbledon because otherwise they can't they can't be prepared yeah and you know first of all once again as usual we'll start the grass season by saying the grass season's way too short (laughs) and and it bothers me but at the same time, who cares about lead-up tournaments? Because if one of the big three plays in it, there's only one of them. Right. And if they don't play in it, the winner means nothing. 
I really think they strategically don't play in the same ones. I think that they, one of them finds out what the other one's playing and they play the opposite. Now it may not be for the reasons I'm insinuating, but it just seems like it's, that's always the case, whether they want to be the star of the show collusion. or they don't want to play each other. We call that collusion. <laughs> you don't think they know about it? They're just dodging each other. Although I think they kind of know. No, I think they know. That's what which I mean. ones each other. Right. Even years past. You yeah, know, they, yeah. They yeah. all play certain ones. It's just funny that you almost never see two of the big three playing each other in the lead up. Now in clay, you do because there's so many clay lead ups. You know, yeah. They're all joke, but you're going to play in one of them because there's ten different ones. Right. But in grass, I can't ever remember a year where Federer and Djokovic really played in a lead up grass tournament. Because there's so many different ones condensed into three weeks that they they're never in the same ones. So on the women's side, how much did you watch? Did you watch a lot? No, I'd like to say yes. This was a big. Uh, <laughs> this makes tennis sound horrible, <laughs> but this was a big sports week. We had NHL Game Seven, NBA Game yes. Six. Yes, the World Cup started. U.S. Open golf. There's a lot of other things. And some might say, but wait, those other games don't happen at the same time as the (laughs) tennis matches. And to that, you reply, I haven't watched a live sporting event since 1978. (laughs) Yeah, I just watched game six of the NBA. Congrats, Raptors, this morning. Uh, No. But, yeah, I do have a job. I'm actually back to work now, so that makes it a little harder. No (laughs) chance. Well, I will tell you this. First of all, Kudos to the Tennis Channel and Tennis Channel Plus generally. Uh, shame on you. Uh, they, they were, it, I couldn't sign into the app on my phone. Really? It just, it, yeah, sometimes I, I don't know what does it, hmm. but I'm signed in like, right. automatically. Yeah. And so I bring up a court and then it tells me, hey, you can sign in or join. And oh. I hit the sign in button and it just goes to, hey, subscribe. And I'm like, dude, I am subscribed <laughs> right. to 2020. Um, and so there were issues with they it. They must so, be here in the show. They're blocking you somehow. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. You son of a gun. <laughs> um, so that that caused because I don't I don't like the bit bop boop back and forth of matches for no particular reason. The 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 At thing different tournaments you mean right? Yeah. The thing you and I always talk about is if even different tournaments, same tournament doesn't matter. The only reason to switch from one match to another is if the current match is a foregone conclusion or the tennis is awful right. and there's a more thrilling match going on, i.e. men. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And by the way, I thought of a comparison for that recently. I mean, what's the biggest sport in the world, our world? Um, <laughs> croquet. NFL, if, if the Giants are up 35-7, they never stay on that game ever unless it's your local team than they do all oh, right but they always are going to switch over to a more competitive game even if the two teams are less you know are not as good or whatever less famous whatever you want to have a less of a following what and are tennis you? <laughs> spit it out tennis sir. they do that they stay to the end no matter what and i just don't get that uh i just i can't understand that yeah and they do it consistently yeah um i don't know and, and maybe it's different because you're playing to, like you said, playing to a conclusion. So they feel like they have to play till that's over. And here's one positive aspect of that issue is the Tennis Channel now has the rights to a lot more tournaments. And tournaments obviously occur at the same time. Right. Which is wonderful. 
But from our point of view, they shouldn't, but nobody <laughs> wants to listen to our schedule change, right. um, calendar change. But anyway, um, so basically, we'll just kind of just go over the um, the overall... Well, that's what you're saying is what I mean. And for that reason, we shouldn't have to sit through a bad match because they have four different options every right. Sunday of finals. Yeah. Um, so especially if they're going at that time, we should be able to watch the best one. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, there, listen, there's no question that some of this might be outside the realm of things I know. <laughs> I get it. I don't know how I don't even know how camera work a camera works <laughs> to record these things, much less the whole process to get it from that court to my TV. So right. I got it. Whatever. Um so I'm an idiot. I get that. But you know, if you're gonna charge me, well, first of all, the thing not working, the app not working, that's a separate issue. That's not but if you're gonna have you know, the ability to go and the wherewithal to go between cores. And some of it had to do with rain, and I get it because, right. you know, the things are stopped and et cetera. So obviously they're going to do that. But, um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. I I would rather stick with a competitive match almost regardless, yeah. with, with it, particularly in these draws. I mean, you're talking about players that are still either are – you know, somebody who's came come, came out of nowhere like Dustin Brown every grass season. Yeah. Um, yes, I had people asking me who he was this week. I'm like, he's have you never seen him? He's, he's new. around for three weeks every year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and he's 2-0 and against Nadal, his claim to fame. He's never lost to Nadal. But both were on grass, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, guess what he does? I mean, he volleys. Right. He serves and volleys, or he comes in as often as he can and as – and it's it just works. It is pretty interesting how he's able to get in those tournaments <laughs> without able to get in any other tournaments. It seems like, like it's yeah. all based on the same rankings. So how is he able to play all the grass ones and well, not any well, others? Once again, there, th- this should show you precisely. Dustin Brown should precisely show you why each major should have a series leading up to it, i.e., the U.S. Open series. Although. I would argue the series leading up to the U.S. Open should be a little more organized and purposeful, but that's neither here nor there right now. Yeah. But every major should have a series leading into it, and that series should dictate maybe a hybrid system, as we've talked about, yeah. in terms of the seeding. Just because of injury or somebody missing. Or, or you know, if even if you know Federer plays three of these tournaments and does awful in two of them, we don't think he's going to do awful at Wimbledon. Right. So you don't want to, you know, leave him unseated. So like I said, there's got to be some kind of hybrid system. Maybe you lock in the top eight and then you block seed nine through 16. And which well, you means- can also use the last year of that tournament as a part of it too. So that's going to, you know, be more advantageous to your better players because they are going to do well at right. slams. So count Wimbledon 2018 and the three lead ups and that's it. Well, I have no problem with rankings generally. I mean, you're not going to be number one in the world and be awful right. at a surface. Um, but yeah, Dustin Brown is probably in the top 32 in terms of grass court players. Clearly. Maybe, maybe top 16. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, but he always is going to play some seed in the first or second round because he's always going to be unseated. Right. Um, and I think it's a dread bias. <laughs> well, you remember that woman? How difficult is that to play with all I don't that know hair how. under that thing? I don't know how. But, you know, they had that woman 
a long time ago, I say a long time ago, like five years, but Peronkova, who made like a Wimbledon semi, she made the second week of Wimbledon like three or four times and had never done anything in like any other tournament. <laughs> and she would go in every year to Wimbledon and beat some seated player and advance really far. Yeah. Which is a lot more unusual on the women's tour. But yeah, I think that there should be some variation in the seating for sure. Yeah. Even, like you said, 50-50 or whatever. But what well, do you know? yeah, and again, that that would also entail shifting the season as we've talked about before. And again, I don't know how much room these tournaments have to move in terms of where they're located and what's going on in those areas where they're located. You would think these two, the French and women, would have the most flexibility, but because yeah. the French could go one week earlier, women goes one week later. And we're almost problem solved, almost. Right. And we need to get rid of Miami and Indian Wells, move those to the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Open Series. Yeah, I mean, you still have two full months almost between Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. So, all right, so on the men's side, so in Stuttgart, we had Berrettini, clearly a grass court player. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, beats uh, Felix. Two, yeah, two people not known for grass expertise. And, well, I mean, Felix is 12. He's not known for any expertise <laughs> yet. Um but I'm it, glad he's back because I was really going to be upset if he didn't play Wimbledon. Well, I'm glad he's back, but I'm bummed that, or, or maybe I'm not bummed that he didn't get to play a semifinal match because Roundage pulled out because he's 117 <laughs> years old and 47 feet tall. His body's 147. He, he, he's like, isn't he his 20 still? I don't. He's like, he might be. 19. He cannot play two tournaments without an injury. He can't. So maybe he did that to sort of pace himself for Wimbledon because uh, I'd like to see him a, in as much as he could be 100. percent uh, or as close to 100%. Yeah, well, he's playing again, or he was listed on the seeds for the tournament this coming week. Well, it, so anyway, so he pulls out, and and Felix, because I was waiting for that match to come up, and it was, you had, you know, a picture and a picture there, you know, <laughs> with two different tournaments going on. Actually, I think that was when they had they had three boxes, which, oh, that's even better. Yeah, I hate that. As two much as we bad. talk about moving around, I hate that too. Because again, I've got a 50-inch TV with, pretty decent vision and i can't see right. the ball on both courts right so i know that other people can't so anywho so yeah so he so he moves uh, walk over in the semis uh which is too bad and you want to talk about somebody that can play a little bit all court that's big old roundage i mean yeah like i said he two steps and he's to the net <laughs> and i think that's the second final felix has lost so i think he's still looking for his first title yeah that was that was tough because I and I actually didn't watch that final actually, unfortunately, and I kind of wanted to see if he got a little tight like he did. I can't remember what match that we match were against Isner. Yeah, he was terrible. Yes, that was ugh, that was scary, and that's all right. <laughs> He's been a lot better since then when sure. I've seen him. Yeah, and when you get to a a new place, you don't know what to expect, and so you can react that way. I get it. You get some experience and. uh your courage builds, and and then you can in maybe compete better. So I was hoping that he didn't lose because of nerves. Well, and he's I mean he's skyrocketed ranking because I bet this time this last year he wasn't even in the top one fifty, and now he's going to be seated at Wimbledon. And he's still a pip squeak. Wait until he fills out. Wait until right. he really his body catches up, and uh, his, his muscle his frame gets a little bit thicker. I don't really see him being a factor at Wimbledon just because of his doesn't have that much of a serve. He does have an all court game, but. His serve, I think, is going to hurt him because he's going to. You're going to play a big serve eventually if you're in Wimbledon. And and one thing that's really underrated is is guys that, uh, regardless of the quote unquote type of game they have, 
is if they're not comfortable moving on clay or moving on grass, that's an underestimated part of this whole process. Um, Because if you're unsure about your footing, (laughs) that's where everything starts. Well, that's, and that's, when you hear matches, they almost always go out of their way to say early in the match, like, oh, he grew up playing on this surface because that makes a big difference. You can't substitute, you know, 10 years of playing on a surface 15 years for someone who's, you know, barely played on it. Yeah. He's not going to be comparable no matter what the strokes look like. Would you grow up playing on rocks? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Sand. It's on my slice. Oh, uh, goodness me. Um, what? Okay, you you brought this up. Hell no. What is the weirdest surface you've ever played on uh indoor carpet i played on oh have you yeah but that's like a, a normal surf you haven't played on anything weird yeah one of the colleges i coached at we had up in the northeast we had an indoor facility um that was shared by multiple sports but they had lines down for four tennis courts okay and but was it, it like a hard court no like basketball hard court i mean it was inside a track <laughs> You know, so it was an indoor, you know, barn-looking structure yeah. building. Uh, it was a hard building, though. It was, I mean, it was stone, and I okay. mean, you know, it was Division One Northeast type school. You think of, you know, kind of those colleges, anyway, uh, private college kind of look. Uh, so it had a track inside going around, and then four courts inside, and it had, you know, I mean, the inside of the the building up to the roof, it was, you know, high. I mean, right. it was hard to hit a ball all the way up there. Yeah. And so the curtain hung down and went all the way around that oval. So people could run on the track right. outside the curtain. Okay. And then inside the curtain were the four courts. And, you know, you had to, you know, put in net posts and drag the net. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole situation. But it was this. See, you youngsters out there today, <laughs> your, your perception of AstroTurf or artificial turf is like, oh, that's the stuff that looks and feels exactly like grass, except it's got those little beads in it. Right. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about some old school homemade, uh, and it was like if you were to take f- thin fishing line and then like fold it over a million times to make it look like grass, real short. It was, it was, it was so weird. And every time you high five, you couldn't high five your doubles partner because you you would shock both of you would fly backwards like a lightning bolt struck both of you and so you, you see wo- people going up to shake hands and rubbing their feet on the carpet yeah. after the match is over so when you go by when you on a changeover you would go by the net post you know big metal net post and you would touch your racket to it and you couldn't even touch it to it before a blue blue spark between the racket and the i wish me, there was video of that yeah so i mean I'm, it, it, that, that school still has that facility um so maybe i'll drive up there one day <laughs> but yeah that was in in the ball sort of when you hit it if you were just kind of like a little short court type rally like a ball going that speed right it would hit and just sort of check up it okay. would kind of almost go more straight up. I mean, yeah. it didn't go because it had forward momentum, but it, yeah, it was such a weird surface. <laughs> yeah, see, my hometown is like 10,000 people, so there's like three courts, and so one day we decided to go play, and we get there, and we're like, I'm like, what is this? It was like a miniature golf course. It was like that surface. So concrete with that little thin yeah. carpet, not even office carpet, and but the, like and back it was patio like not, carpet. And it wasn't like the carpet like wasn't attached. <laughs> So if you like stepped, you know, it would, it would push up a little bunch bit. Bunch up, nice. So uh, playing on that was that's the worst I've ever done. And there was like they there was sand on it, like like a shuffleboard. 
I don't know if that was by design or I'm not sure how that helped in any way, but so you, you could slide whether you wanted to or not. Do you know how many people just don't care about tennis? <laughs> I mean, they just say, ah, yeah, here, we want to do this, but hey, they can play tennis on it too. Why right. Not? Here's the, here's the, well, I mean, we're in one of the biggest cities in America and half our nets have, are made out of chain links. So yeah. it tells you how much people care about it. Yikes. Um, but anyway, what in the world were we talking? All right. Thank you. World Cup. Good night. <laughs> what, what, uh, what were we talking about? Somehow we got on, uh, I guess, just players' games. Oh, you were talking about people not being comfortable. Yeah, so that's part of it. And, you know, you don't know how many people. I mean, up in Canada, it's a little chilly. There might not be a lot of grass coming up, grass courts playing up there. Um, and there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of grass courts in the U.S. at all. So No, and, and that is the one thing we've said that differentiates tennis from other sports is that we play on three different surfaces during the year, which is almost, I mean, I don't know if you can say it's a different sport, but it's quite a big difference from one right. to the other. Well, here's my here's my deal. Either everything needs to go to all hard court, universal color, you know, so TV and everything is better with that blue and the green. Right. Or make the grass faster in the in in the you know, like old school. Right. And make the clay slower, like old school. I want some dude who we see you know come up from you know the middle of nowhere south america (laughs) the jungle where he's got one clay court he's practicing to dominate the clay court season you know every year because the court's so heavy and see the theory behind that is that that's what they don't want they want continuity all year long and that's why they make the surfaces like that well they've ruined tennis haven't they yeah i don't get that because to me that's the that's the cool thing is i mean how how many times have we been excited to see some random guy you know, make Look, the semis, the finals. Either don't have it, right, or actually have it. If you're telling me you're slowing down the grass, then it's not. You're making it less grass. Yeah. If you want it slower, then just play on hard court. What's right. the difference? Exactly. Um. Yeah, I've never understood that because, and I even think like these people that these club pros that play on their you know hometown golf courses and can play in the pro tournaments because they played on a course their whole life and they know you know where to hit it, certain holes and that kind of. Thing. I mean, I have no problem with that. I think it's it would be cool to see someone who lives at the like is an All England Club member and is beating a top twenty, top ten player in the world just because he's so familiar with the right. conditions. Right. Like I don't have a problem with that. I think that would be a great challenge Built for those his top pros. Entire game around <laughs> grass. Yeah. yeah. So I don't understand why that's a problem. I mean, yeah, I guess you can't build a publicity campaign around those players because they're only around you know a couple weeks a year, but. You know, who cares? Yeah. Well, all right. So let's just, so on the men's side, um, we had uh, the Hagendas, <laughs> as I like to call it, or Sergagadagadabosh. <laughs> Can you pronounce that at all? No. I've heard it pronounced multiple times properly. And uh, yeah. That's one of those tournaments. It seems like that's been the name of that tournament for 20 plus years. Yeah. It's ne- all these other ones changed. That one's never changed. My favorite thing about that tournament. My man, Richard Gasquet, made it to the semis. What a God. competitor. Love him. He needs, to, he needs to be done. No way. No way. Come on now. Grass is probably his best surface, actually. Who knows? He didn't do well in clay this year. I like him on hard court. <laughs> I like him on hard court. Um, so we had um, Manorino, uh, Adrian Manorino, um, who should be from Italy, uh, according to his name, but he's not. He's from France. Uh, beat the Australian Jordan Thompson, and uh, who cares? And every time I hear Jordan Thompson, I think he's like a six foot six big server, and then you see him and he's like 5'10, but 
for some reason he does way better on grass than anywhere else. I don't know well, why. He's from Australia. Yeah, but I mean, it's in the water. I know, and there's a couple Australian guys that have been like big servers and tall, so I just associate him with them. But then you see him play, and he doesn't really have a huge serve or huge game. He kind of plays like Millman. Well, this is a thing that we talk about with these smaller tournaments that, you know, if the one seed and the two seed aren't super impressive, which these should be, we had Chorich, who was right. a wild card two seed, and then Seats of Pass was the one, and Seats of Pass loses his first match. Good night, night. Yeah, um, that and, was depressing. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I mean, you know, but I mean, sure, it's lost to Manorino, so I mean, that was something. Um, and I think it was a weird deal. Didn't they have to play two matches in one day, which has happened a lot? Or they finished? Yeah, they finished a match. Well, I don't think it was a lot. Okay, that's happened a few times this year. Yeah, it rains apparently <laughs> where there's grass. I don't know, but yeah, it's hard to. I mean, you know, the tournament organizers got pretty depressed when Paz went out. You know, that's pretty much the only reason. I mean, not only reason, but that's probably the biggest draw of that tournament. Oh, for, for sure. sure. On the men. Yeah. On the men. <laughs> because in honor of her compatriots of the Women's World Cup, on the women's side of the Sir Hagen Doss, <laughs> Allison Risk comes through after, wait for it. She won that match? Well, yeah, that's why you said that, because you watched the first set and bounced. No, I saw... She had saved three match points, but she was down six five in the second. Right, so she and lost. I assumed it was over. The first set six zero. Yeah, and then came back one in a breaker in the second, and then wow. won seven five in the third. Oh my gosh! That's against amazing. against the four player in the world. Yeah, and I mean Kiki Burton before the French, she was one of the favorites for the French, and then she flamed out early, and now she's got this. That's going to be, you know, it's a tough three weeks for her. Yeah. That's amazing, though. Yeah, because she had just saved three match points. And I don't remember why I stopped watching. I think I just because I assumed it was over. Yeah. And um, why wouldn't you? Right. And um, that's crazy. So, and again, so that's a, and that was a replay. So I should have known that's why they're still showing it because it was a replay when I was watching it. Right. So that I should have known something notable was going to happen. So, anywho, so that's uh, the Hagendas, Sir Hodebosha. Um, <laughs> Let me look at it and see. I, I've heard it pronounced like you said. I don't know why I can't remember, but I know it doesn't sound anything like it looks. Yeah, it sounds easier than it looks. Yeah, and I yeah, who cares? It's just like her Tagenbosch or something. But it that's exactly what it is. There you you're, go. You're brilliant. <laughs> so I'm an expert in dialects. <laughs> Stan, you don't even know what language that is. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Swazi. <laughs> um, it's uh, they're from the Netherlands. There you go. So, so, Bert, so even so more Dan- of a loss for Burton. So Danish. That's depressing. I used to have a player that I used to drive insane because I would say every other country. <laughs> yeah. So wait, 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 what? The Netherlands? Finland. Oh, yeah, that's uh, fin- yeah, Finland. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he caught on after a while. Yeah. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> so then we had Stuttgart, which we uh, talked about with Berrettini uh, beating uh, FAA. And then Robin Hood... At Nottingham, is that a real thing? If we go to Nottingham, is there going to be a plaque? Is Robin Hood real or is that just... That's got to be real. It's got to be something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, anywho, so they played a little bit of a double duty as well, um, I believe, in that match. I think they had to finish a semifinal a little bit. Oh, so that one had the same issue. Yeah. But 
The upside is the winner of the semifinal on that on the you know the morning ended up winning also in a pretty doggone dicey match. It was uh, again Caroline Garcia who should be from wherever, but she's French. Uh, beat Donna Vekic from Serbia. Which irritates me because I've or got... Croatia. She's from somewhere. I've got Garcia on my fantasy team, and she can't win a damn Grand Slam match, but then she can win a tournament <laughs> that means nothing. How do, so that only counts Grand Slam That's matches? all we do is Grand Slam. I haven't slams. said a bad word on this podcast and I don't know how long. <laughs> I've taken your role. Um, and you are just dropping D words. <laughs> um, but yeah, now we only factor in Grand Slams, and there's there's players that could be top 20 in the world and in a whole year might win three or four Grand Slam matches. It's, uh, it's, which is crazy. Maybe it's just a dumb thing to play. How about that? Maybe that's <laughs> well, your, it's definitely that. Maybe that's your first I problem. I won't disagree with that. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so she's from Croatia. There you go. Not Serbia. It's all the same to me. <laughs> it's other places. Um, so that was the Nature Valley in Nottingham. So I think everybody got free granola bars. <laughs> Now, again, those were 250s on the men in whatever that version is to on the women. Career they, level or whatever they something. call it. They're, they're still nothing. Um, 250000 was still the prize money. And eh, whatever. Uh, there was a couple of good matches, but it always, on the men's side in particular, it always ends up the question needs to be answered. Does anybody care? And is it going to affect Wimbledon at all? Right. No is the answer. No. No, because any of the guys that you think are going to build something off of this lose early next week. Right. And then, or the guys that win really close to Wimbledon are so tired they lose the first round of Wimbledon. Like, it, I, I, I seriously, one day when I actually do research for the show, I'm going to look this up. Has I can't anybody, wait until we start doing research. It's going to be incredible. Has anybody ever, in the men's especially, because women, I'm sure it's happened, but in the right. men's, somebody won the warm-up tournament the week before a slam and won that slam. I bet it's never happened in the last... 25 years yeah because most of the guys don't even play now but i remember we talked about bautista good and del potro had some marathon amazing final the day before the slam started and they both lost first round the slam it was <laughs> like it's like oh way to build your confidence for the slam and they both you know it was like seven five in the third and they both lost first round all right well let's uh let's talk about uh tournaments that matter a little bit more maybe than last week's meaning nothing uh when we come back it's time to join the revolution go to our website tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes email us your questions and comments or give us show ideas All right, back to the grass. So now we're bumping up. We got some five hundies coming in. So we got Hala. I mean Hala. Um, your second favorite name. I'm pretty Boodles. sure I say that every single time we talk about that tournament. I can't help it. It's you know, stupid. and I think you do because every time I read it now, that now pops in my head. I said I don't. I don't think like I've ruined you. Hala. I think which it literally Hala. sounds exactly the same. Sure. Just the it's just the well, intonation. I say it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not. <laughs> So, again, the one seed is Roger Federer, and the two seed, you might not have heard of him, uh, Alexander, <laughs> Zv- I think it's pronounced Zverev. I think he's got a brother that's pretty good. 
His brother's better than him this time of year. Yes, should be. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, so we got a little Monfils mixed in. We got a little Hatchinoff mixed in. Um, yeah, I wasn't excited by that field. Here's the here's the player I'm excited most about in this entire field. Can you guess who it is? Mm. It's not Benoit Paire for once. <laughs> not on the grass. Or is it a seated player or unseated? No. Oh, then I don't know. Because I don't know who else is in it besides I only saw the seeds. Oh, Cole Schreiber. That's who. That, <laughs> oh, that's he's who, always good on grass. That's who's going to win it. He's going to beat the American Stevie Johnson in the first round, and then he's going to beat Alexander Zverev as he just looks on oh, in, in disbelief. And then he's going to play dip either Goffin or the Australian Ebden or the seed in that little section. The eight seed is uh, Guido Pella. And that's going to work <laughs> out nicely for him. That makes sense. The only problem is that he's 0-47 against Federer. So Who? Cole Schreiber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to win the whole tournament. Oh, I thought you were saying he oh, was. Oh, did I say that? Oh, no, no, no. I just, he's the one I'm most excited about because he's going to actually play up to his level. Hey, you didn't tell me the first round for Federer. It's uh, your buddy, Millman. Yeah, who just who beat him at the U.S. Open. Never heard of him. That's Never heard of him. Probably going to be a little different on grass. No. <laughs> he's Australian. I know, but Federer's going to be a lot more motivated and a lot fresher. Oh, the king of grass. <laughs> so, in this, oh, yeah, so Federer will face the winner of Pear Songa. Why? Zverev could lose to Hassa first round. He may not even make it to Cole Schreiber. I don't know. He's so up and down. And he doesn't play grass court tennis. No. So, but then again, have you seen Zverev volley? It's incredible. We could have a Gasquet Federer third round. I hope so. God, this draw, there's not much to... Uh get excited about well if it was 2008 <laughs> there would be because you got i mean you got songa gasquet how sweet is that i mean that's good you got fetter again 2008 yeah. monfils mm-hmm. that's, that's fantastic one is still been around in 2008 possibly but um but certainly um coach driver was uh you know right Struff, he was still he was around in two thousand eight. Uh, who knows? He was probably a young up and comer. Who knows? Seppi, Andreas Seppi. There's one of those guys that you said you only see for like three weeks. Ebden, you see him like on grass, and he'll beat a couple people. I hope he does. And uh, I mean, I like his game, but it's just again, it's only on this like this surface typically. So yeah, so you know, it really is. It really has become. I was listening to a podcast with Billie Jean King. Believe it or not, see women's tennis I'm all for it. <laughs> Um, it was the Racket Magazine podcast. Hmm. Now, are you familiar with Racket Magazine? I am not. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> Do you even? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it's a magazine about tennis, um, and I guess they have a podcast. I think the name of it's Racket Magazine podcast. I don't really know. I, I got to it from Twitter, so whatever. So anyway. Um, so they had Billie Jean King on, and it was Renee Stubbs and the et, et, editor. Is that what? Is that who runs a magazine? Yes, usually. Is it? Yeah, because although they say Chris Everett's the editor of Tennis Magazine, I'm like, she's not running that magazine. Well, whatever. The one that founded it and, and is running it, and I forget her name. She was the on you know the two co-hosts were her and Renee Stubbs, I guess, and. Uh, and they were talking to BJK. I like Renee Stubbs. Uh, nobody asked you. <laughs> and so, um, no, no, I'm kidding. I do, of course. Uh, and and so they were talking, and um, 
That's it. I forgot what I was. <laughs> what 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 was I talking about? What did I even? The queens or not queens? Oh, I know what it draw. was. She said when she you know back when they were playing, they couldn't just quote unquote care about the majors like right. like they do now. I mean, Federer would play four tournaments a year. No, I've complained about that. That's uh, and it's, it's a big problem for tennis. I it, think it's a huge problem, and it's so like the gap between how much they care about the majors versus how much they care about everything else is absurd. Yeah. And it's and it it's going to be it's extremely detrimental to tennis generally. And the reason it's detrimental, one reason is that makes us care less about all these small tournaments. Yeah. And if we care less, guess what happens? It becomes more difficult to financially run those tournaments to yeah, fill the seats. You can't run a tour with four events. Right. Well, I will say, though, I think that only applies to four people, luckily for us, which is Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and Serena. I think that once they're gone, because I think you can tell, teams, Zverev, they, those people still care about yeah. the other tournaments because they can't win the bigger ones. That's true, too. <laughs> but It's all going to flip. As soon as the big four are gone, right. then all of a sudden that's all Zverev's going to care about. Is a, <laughs> Well, then he wouldn't be ranked if he only played those four. <laughs> he does it now. I don't, so... <laughs> But I th- I think that because of their legacy is all about the slams, you know, I think that hopefully once they're gone, there will be some more importance placed on these other ones. But no, I, I think that, I mean, it could be what kills these smaller tournaments because they put so much attention on those people when they do play the big tournaments that nobody knows the people that are playing the small tournaments. Right. Yeah. And, you know. And even the one we had here, you know, it never got anywhere near the attention it got until last year when Nishikori was here. And they shouldn't like they shouldn't overpromote it just because it's one player. It's got to be the event that's got to carry it, not the names. Now, yeah, and again, a challenger, I wouldn't expect. Well, I don't blame them for promoting him. They got to make money, right? But but in terms of you, you don't know who to promote in a tournament because it's. That level is so transient. Right. You guys are coming in, in and out of that level to such a degree that it's it's difficult. I mean, Jack Sock, he'll be in it for a while. <laughs> However. <laughs> but they screwed themselves that year because then the next year they had nobody anywhere near the name recognition. Right. And they had to pay Kyrgios and Isner to come in and make fools of themselves. And so now they've screwed themselves where they've made it where people only care if there's a big name. where and people need to care no matter what. Right. It needs to just be, it's a pro tennis tournament, the best, highest level of tennis in Dallas. That's why you should come, not because one player you've heard of is going to be there. Right. And I think that's how a lot of these tournaments have turned into. Like, they think they have to have the biggest name. It's like Tiger Woods on the tour for a while. You know, you couldn't get people to watch a tournament if he wasn't in it on the golf tour. By the way, I have a bone to pick with Billie Jean King on that podcast. Oh, yeah. What did she say? She was talking about some record at the French Open and said Chrissy has the record. I don't think she has any oh, record over Nadal. Nadal, what I was going to say about that. I think. <laughs> what was it? Most wins or most? Uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. Nadal, she does. She did the same thing that everybody <laughs> cheers Andy for calling out, and right. she did it in the reverse. And I'm like, exactly. Oh, You're like talking about have something to say about the best clay quarter in history or no, something? No, Nadal might have yeah. something to say about Chrissy having the record. But she was saying that Everett was one of the best clay quarters ever or something. Well, I think she had like six or seven or something and blah, blah, blah. And she's got the most whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no. But she does because they were referring to the women's tour. Right. Because they shouldn't be the same. Because then we'd have to pay them the same. I didn't say that. Yeah, because they didn't say that the 
you know, the women's World Cup team scored the most go- goals in World Cup history. It was the most goals in women's World Cup history, not comparing the two genders. And it was, and it was also the most in men's, too, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's right. irrelevant. Yeah. They weren't playing the men. Right. All right. So, anyway, so what do we have coming up? So, again, these matter a bit more because now the big three are starting to kind of kick in and some of the bigger players are starting to play. So, we, you know, that's holla. Holla. <laughs> Yeah, I just pulled up the Queens Club draw, which to me uh, is way more interesting. Fever tree, baby. Fever, which is now I know what it is. It's not like, it's not medicine that you eat leaves, certain kind of eucalyptus leaves or yeah, something. Yeah, when I was Googling, I saw what came up. It's uh, it's a mix, uh, you know, uh, for dr- drink mix. Yeah. But Tsitsipas could lose first round again. Uh, yeah, why not? Which is not. Although which, he lost second round first match last oh, time. Oh, well, this time he didn't have a bye. He's playing Edmund, who... Obviously, his home country, he's a good grass court player. That's going to be a tough first-round match. And K.A. is back, baby. He's the two-seed. It helps to be tall. <laughs> and so is K.Y., Nick Kyrgios. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's... Anderson Nori, that's going to be a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I mean, Nori's not a – I mean, he's a actual tennis player. <laughs> um, I'm interested in Mahout Tiafo. I am not. I'm, I'm interested in Mahout, not <laughs> Tiafo. <laughs> well, no, that's why I'm interested in it, because I think Mahout could win that. You know... Shapovalov and Del Potro, first round. Here, here's Tiafo's forehand is so jacked up. And you know who else's forehand is jacked up? Hatchinoff. It looks similar. He's got a He's got a big... Goofy. And they're really both hitchy, right? Yeah, uh, and that I mean, I think that costs you more on grass, and you know, because of the speed. And there's nothing, and I'm sure you deal with this a little bit too. But there's nothing more irritating as a coach than when someone comes to a lesson or drill and they're trying to do something they saw from one of these pros do on TV, <laughs> and it's like, have you seen? First of all, they're all 25. Well, the good news is we never get TV uh, tennis on TV in America, so it doesn't happen as much as. No right. kidding. Good job, tennis channel. <laughs> Not the app. And they come out and say, oh, I saw so-and-so doing this. And it's like, he practices six hours a day. He's 20 years younger than you. And, you know, he's been doing it since he was five. So you Yeah, as of now, it doesn't look like Roundish has pulled out. They don't have marked out as a, you know. Well, we've got Dimitrov and FAA and Del Potro Shapovalov. Those are two. Uh, Shapovalov Dimit- is dangerously close to fading away, I think. Who is? Shapovalov. So is Dimitrov. Shapovalov. Well, he's, so Shapovalov is going to be in Dimitrov area. Yeah, they would play each other second. No, no, no. Oh, third. No, there is no back draw. They don't play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you lose your out. I will say, Dimitrov impressed me a little bit at the French, and I don't say that very often. Well, apparently, he's got some shoulder issues or something ongoing, so I, I guess I feel bad about... And I assume Agassi's already left him, but I never heard that, but... I, I haven't never, heard I about... I never saw him. Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, Shapovalov just seems to be like... He's been overshadowed by Felix, and now he's been losing early in some tournaments. It's kind of interesting how he was the next big thing, and then he just sort of muddled, has muddled around like the 20s. Well, listen, here's the thing about all these players we've talked about. Physically, they can do it. Yeah. All of them, obviously. The problem is the two phases of the head up, whether right. it's mental or psychological. Mental from the standpoint of shot selection, uh, strategy, um, and decisions on when to do certain things, right. and then obviously handling the pressure, et cetera, and handling your emotions. And sometimes those are intertwined. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are intertwined. Sometimes you make an awful decision to try to change directions, hit the ball down the line to get the point over with because you can't take it anymore. So 
you can't handle the pressure of an ongoing point, you know, and so now you make a decision that's bad strategically because your head's not in it. Um, and all these young guys suffer from that. Some of them grow out of it. Some of them learn. They get more disciplined. Obviously, teenagers are more idiotic than I <laughs> usually than a 22 year old and a 24 year old and a 26, right. you know, but they have to progress. And if your claim to fame is a gif where you're jumping up, hitting a one hand right. backhand out of the air, and that also is your real life, and that's your best moment, then you're doing it wrong. Well, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I think it's so much harder to be like a phenom, young phenom in any sport now, especially in a head-to-head sport, because the more attention you get, the more the other players are analyzing your game and every match you play, and oh, look, he struggles when we, he does this. I mean, like, it's not like you can just show up at a tournament and play somebody. For, for If they beat anybody of substance, they're going to be analyzing. And all these top players can afford these coaches that are going to analyze and you know do, do this, it works against him. I just think that we're seeing all these phenoms fade in their second year, and I think that's got to be part of the reason. Maybe. Well, and here's the other thing. With as quick and fast as you know the news cycle, so to speak, goes – it's it's that much more of a steep incline. Oh, this player is going to be great, and it might not be. It happens too fast to get a real handle on whether it's real or not. Right. And so perception is, wow, this is the next great thing, but we don't know yet. But since everybody says it, we might as well. And everybody says it, and the second they say it, it's all everybody has it on their phone, and they know now. And when like how many players are watching tape, you know leading into Wimbledon on Anna Samova and Andreescu that six months ago they hadn't heard of either of them. Right. And they're going to be, you know, anybody who's in their section of the draw is going to spend, you know, hours watching what they do and how to combat it. Which right. you couldn't do that, you know, 20 years ago. You just talked to people maybe and got some minimal information and then you had to figure it out when you were out there. But so, yeah, I think we got a Felix Curios potential second round. That would be amazing. I would love to watch that. Maybe. Just because I don't know what nonsense Kyrgios would do and how Felix would handle it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I see Manorino is flaming out first round against Kyrgios. So. Really? Well, All just right. because he just played a whole right. week, which he's not used to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. And Kyrgios has been. And Kyrgios, his grass should be his best surface with his He's game. chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. Yeah. And, and yeah, and he's been... But it just you depends on where cares. his mind is. I was just say, you don't know if he's going to care or I not. I hope he's been out partying all week because that's his <laughs> best option. You, that well, you heard the podcast yeah. interviewer. He said he partied every night of that tournament he won. In my, and um, was it Acapulco? Acapulco yeah. Or, yeah. And you know, honestly, you know, the reason behind that, I think, is if you're if you're just struggling physically because of hangovers and <laughs> lack of sleep, then that is now your focus. You don't have the time, energy, or mental capacity to focus on all the rest of the nonsense and the pressure that you can't handle. It's just you're just in a battle on dealing with how you feel and so the rest of it goes by the wayside now you can just focus on that battle and stay in it well and they kind of called him out on that ben called him out on that and said you know isn't that part of the reason you don't give maximum effort is that when you lose you can say well i didn't you know i didn't prepare like i should have so he said yeah yeah probably and 
you and I have both coached players like that. Sure. Know, they would rather I've give coached up. you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I will say, if nothing else. Oh, here we go. First compliment ever. Nothing else. <laughs> the amount of uh, emotional and mental capacity it takes to overcome that backhand <laughs> and to stay in a match. It's called a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yes, indeed. I can't give you a compliment. Are you out of your mind? No, that is definitely one area that you've never, I seemingly have never had a problem with is uh dealing with the on-court emotion no uh, not control. very often you get a little mad but yeah i mean not out of control mad to where you're you know throwing chairs or whatever and it else. doesn't carry over when i get mad it doesn't carry over to the next point it's more typically. of a release right. like you know you look over to me <laughs> yes i know my backhand sucks <laughs> i can't change that it's too late second now. set tie break <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> should though you, it would be better if you did <laughs> Just try any. Just listen. I'm going to show you a video of Sharapova. Can you just switch to her two hander for this tie break? So, I, help you. I got to tell you, this is oh, one of the most depressing moments I have as a tennis player. Is I had a coach, and at one point we were just talking about my backhand, and he just says, "You know what? It's just too late for your backhand. Don't even try." to change anything just stick with what you got because it's never going to get any better was that me no it wasn't and it was just like but in some ways that's should have been in some ways that's i tell people all the time the best thing about my backhand is i have one so i don't have any thinking involved ever i know what shot i'm gonna hit every time because that's all i've got and you know what's funny is even if people don't realize it so do they right a lot of people no that's the problem i watch other people they try five different forehands i'm like you don't have one good one like, stop trying all five. If you just had one, it might be decent. Or or their entire game. It's like, listen, you don't, you can't do that. Right. Or that. Yeah. Oh, wait, or that. <laughs> or that, or this, this, that, that, or this, or that. But you can do this, just do that as much right. as you can. Like, I'm not going to try a topspin backhand passing shot when someone comes to the net. So, I mean. And I promise you, recreational players out there, no one that you're going to play against will figure out to not do hit the ball to that one thing you can do. Right. Because first of all, you're going to try to do other stuff anyway. And so yeah. there's not, it's not like a pattern where 15 shots in a row, you hit that one forehand winner from that one spot you can hit from. Right. And boom. So do just that. Yeah. Everything else around your entire life should be set up to try to get that one thing you can do. Right. And nobody will figure it out. They no. won't. They'll just get mad. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> Every time they hit it to your forehand, whatever your thing is, right. and they will never figure it out. And, and if then, they do, it's too late. And even if they do, they can't stop it if it goes over there anyway, so right. who cares? I, th- I do think people are a lot too often try to be tricky. No, and I, I teach people like about service toss, and I'm like, do you ever look at the other person's toss? No. I said, they're not looking at you. If you toss it over here, they're not going to know you're going to slice it. Like they should, but they're not. Depending on the level, yeah. Sure. I mean, the higher level you go, of course, but it's just pretty well, funny. And how it's the higher think, level because you need it. Because if 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 uh, somebody's facing a big serve and they can do nothing with it, anything they do that can help, just right. give me a hint. So I'm not just guessing. Well, it's just funny that people always think their opponents can do more than they can in terms of like, like you said, in strategy, or they're going to figure it out if I do this, or they, you know, I said. Until they prove they can stop it, keep doing it. Right. And there's so many people, and I catch myself the same way. Oh, why don't we mix it up this point? It's like, why did we mix it up? Why did we mix it up? We won every time we did this. I will say, I don't know how we got off on this, but the the structure of USTA playing the two sets in a tie break, I feel like 
you almost have to hold something back for the tire break because if you pull something out that you've been doing the whole time, all it takes is them to hit one or two lucky shots and you lose because it's a tie break. Maybe. There's just a lot more margin uh, for error. I mean, listen. Or less margin for error, I three, A full third set is paramount. Even I'd rather start at two all and then just finish three regular That'd sets. That'd be great. Two all would be fine. I mean, that's worst case, of yeah. course, but even starting a third at two all, so that way the, the score is seven six six seven seven six, not... You know, four one. By the way, I was vomiting during the French Open when the all the commentators were like, "I think the best format is this Australian Open ten point tiebreak. It just gives you a little bit more margin." I'm like, "It's three more points. Is that really changing anything?" It's not. They were all like, "Oh, that's 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 the superior of all four. I think that's the best format." You only get to the action later, and I want there to be almost immediate um, tension. Yeah, it, in a. In a in a ten point, if you get broken in the first couple of points, they got plenty of time. Right. And I'd rather them, you know, if you if you serve first, you hold, and then you break one of theirs. Now you're serving up two one. That's just enough time to make it where okay, that guy's got a chance to break you. Right. But so you've got a little ways to go. Yeah. But it's not like he's got a lot of chances. Yeah. I think it's enough. And this, this, the first 12-12 match we have at Wimbledon is going to be... So stupid. I mean, this, again, whoever wins that is going to lose the next round anyway. That didn't change. It's not going to change anything. Yeah, you play... Yeah, if it gets to 12-12, you know what you just did? <laughs> you played two more sets. Right. Two more sets. Plus a tiebreak. Because that's six games on each side. Yeah. And, I mean, and potentially you didn't finish it in one day. I guess they have a couple indoor courts now. Uh, still. But, yeah, it's not... So stupid. ...going to accomplish anything. See, that's why... That's why the ITF, now granted, I don't know why we're talking about this. We're supposed to be talking about grass court tournaments. <laughs> well, this is, well, that's, I don't know what you're going to, but we're talking about Wimbledon format. Well, the only thing I want to say about the fever tray, the fever, sorry, I don't know what the, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to talk in a British accent and it's awful. It's awful. I'm so stupid. Um, all right. So we got Nature Valley. Uh, on the women's side, so Birmingham, if you will, um, and that's a bigger one. And that's Osaka's the one, Ash Barty's the two. I'm excited to see her, Ash Barty on grass. I don't care about Osaka on grass. She's fallen out of favor to me. <laughs> so, I mean, in as, in as much as she keeps struggling, she's fallen out of favor. I mean, I, you know. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I, I really do want to see Barty on grass now that she's got that confidence of winning. Right. A, uh, and then V Will, of course, on grass is always fun. Um, so I'm that's, trying to look at this doubles draw. At, I thought not yet, not yet. But well, don't I don't, say it. I, he's not in it anyway on this thing on the app. He, <laughs> no. Oh, he's in it. Well, that's what I thought. It's it's only showing sixteen people for one thing. So then the other one we have is a two fifty Mallorca. And do you know what the special, special thing about Mallorca is? Not that it's Nadal's hometown. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. One Ruski Maria Sharapova is back, baby. Oh. So Angie Kerber is playing a qualifier as the one seed, and Sharapova is uh, in the next line down. So if she wins, she will be playing Angie Kerber in the second round. And a recent winner, Allison Risk, is... Uh, playing a wild card from Spain, and she's in the fourth line. So that's and then Caroline Garcia is on line Spanish eight. Spanish wild card on grass. That's got to be a star player. So the last, so you've got 
two of the la- the winners, so Caroline Garcia and Risk are the two gr- grass court tournaments this week. A lot they they will play each other in the second round. Wow. With the opportunity to play Sharapova or Kerber if everybody That's a goes through. crazy section. I think so. Anna Masova's back in action as the five seed, and so is Kennan. Wow, so that's the, a big big uh, tournament for interest. For interest. It's still a 250 and nobody's in it, but whatever. But yeah, for just like general little things happening kind of thing, yeah. Do you, I think I asked you a couple months ago if Sharapova would ever win another slam. No, I think you God said no, no but I, I'm going to make it a little harder. Will she ever be a contender in another slam? By contender meaning in She the will not be, hmm. She make it to the quarters of a slam. Because once you're in the quarters, anything can happen. Especially with these draws. She could be the only you know player we've heard of in the like, quarters. Give me an out. <laughs> give me an out, and here's my out. If she makes it to the quarters, but every single seed <laughs> fell That's before I mean, she got to them. unusual. <laughs> no, no, no. But that. But who knows what could happen? We could have the you know ten people get the flu. Right. So I, does she legitimately make it through some players to get to the quarters? But I mean, if she I makes the quarter, she would have to beat somebody decent. Maybe. I mean, you never know. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. If right. she doesn't, so you're saying not I'm not wrong. Yeah. If she doesn't, if it's a weird draw, then you can't say, aha, you were wrong. Right. So you don't even think she's good enough to do it and beat one seed or two seeds on the way, like low seeds even. <sighs> if she beats a seed early, because, you know, whatever, maybe, but I just don't think she can la- I don't think she can beat a seed late. Which it makes, if that's, and obviously she doesn't feel that way, but if that's the case, it makes you wonder why she's still doing this. Um, I don't think the candy's selling very well. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I really don't. I don't know. I don't even see the huge appeal when she plays. Like, Tennis Channel, get your plus fix so I can watch Sharapova for <laughs> Pete's sakes. But, yeah, I mean, this so, this will probably be her last year if she doesn't do anything. Yeah. No. She's going to hang on. Especially if... She sputters along and still is dealing with some physical, you know, yeah. limitations. Um, so, but but at least there, the draw, the overall tournament means nothing, right? Because because here's what I compare it to: Wimbledon. Right. What, how does this? You know, we're now playing on the surface of Wimbledon. How does it matter? It doesn't. But there are a lot of tidbits on both sides um, that are interesting, and so uh, so you're talking about the fever tree. Right? Yeah. You know, maybe if I download the PDF, it'll... Okay, now it shows me the whole thing. Yeah, what is wrong with you? Well, it didn't, it didn't show... I need to give you the app I have. So, Feliciana Lopez and Andy Murray, protected ranking, are playing against the one seed. Go! But yeah, if you show... Yeah, like right here on the, on the main page of the website, it shows Cabal versus Lopez. It doesn't show either of their partners. Oh, just because it's crap. And then it shows Evans versus FAA, and I'm like, this is doubles. I'm confused. Yeah, it's just one-on-one. But then once you click the PDF, then it shows everybody. Yeah. Um, so that'll be in- that is interesting. Well, to Cabal s- and Farrar are not amazing. Yeah, I don't care about that. All First of all, anytime Feliciano Lopez steps on the court, it's fun. Uh, I'm a fan of his. And he's good on grass. Exactly. Um, but Andy Murray... It's interesting to me because Andy Murray's been out. Right. And men's tennis sucks so bad that we need him. And if he comes back with a buy on a kip and he's part of the big four again immediately, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I say that, that every I, time. And will, I would be willing to put money on not happening. Well, I don't <laughs> know as how... As bad as this area is, it can't be that bad. <laughs> I don't know how physically he'll be, though. So yeah. 
Uh, I mean, the, what, whichever Brian brother came back halfway is is good. What's interesting to me is how Andy Murray's not playing with Jamie. Like, I don't understand that. I don't even. They hate each other. Because <laughs> Jamie's playing with Neil Skupski, who's not like a... It'd be different if he was playing with the Bryans or something, but... Yeah. But yeah, that... You, I mean, they'll have to show that on TV, won't they? Andy Murray and doubles? They would have to. In England. Come on, nobody else cares. <laughs> no, uh, I, they should. I hope they do. I mean, nobody knows who the one seed is, but... Um, There's a lot of big names playing doubles in this tournament for some reason. I, listen, I hope he can get back to 100%, I mean, in as much as he can, to where he's 100% of whatever that thing in his body, his hip is. <laughs> um, Let's say that he and his and Feliciano win this tournament. Does he... Play doubles and drop singles? No. No, does he play singles at Wimbledon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to. You think to. he's already planning on that? Uh, no, I... I'm saying I think he wants to play singles no matter what. That's what I mean. So I don't, if he can, I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm not a doctor, Jim. I just don't. Oh, wait. He was a doctor. What I don't think he's going to. I I think as of right now, he's planning not to play singles at Wimbledon, meaning he's not ready for that much tennis. That'd be tough, too, on grass. I Better footing on hard courts, I think, would be smarter. Well, yeah, and he's not. That was never his best surface. Any, well, I mean, maybe it was. He didn't uh, win Wimbledon. Andy Murray would have a little something to say about that. <laughs> Um, um, so anyway, so it is exciting that he's actually playing competitive tennis. Will he be competitive? That's the other part of it. Um, and if he is, what does that mean? And if he gets back to singles where he's competing, will he get close? I don't care. I don't care if he gets to where he was. Will he surpass the next gen? Right. Will he, will he leapfrog right over the next gen? Well, remember the Duh, last match he of played. Of course he will. He almost beat Bautista Agut and could barely move. Right. So, uh, yes. So, of course he will. But. Weakest error. Hashtag about, weakest error. The one benefit he has, same Sharapova, he can probably get in any tournament he wants for the next two years. Right. As a wild card. So, that, you know, that's something that he always has. Yeah. Because I would think even like, you know, the the U.S. Open Series tournaments, they would take Andy Murray as a wild card if they get him. By the way, um, could all of these apps that do scores, could you update the draw? Like, connect the thing. Connect the live results to the actual draw. How hard could that be? It, it's two rounds later sometimes. French Open, the next day, was never updated on the on the PDF version. And Everything like, should be automatically connected. Well, well, if it's not, it takes literally 10 seconds. Like, it takes you about three minutes to update both draws. By the way, are we ready to play Let's? Uh, I mean, no, I've never wanted that. I hate you so much. <laughs> Wimbledon especially, though, because the, the the ball just rolls over the net. So here's one thing I've seen during the grass court season that's fantastic. So in clay, we couldn't have Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So we have Hawkeye back. Have you seen this Fox 10 real bounce situation? What did I say? like the Mac Cam? Whatever, yeah. I like that better. It's First of all, there is no issue with accuracy. No. You're looking at real life. Yeah, I mean, and then McEnroe should sue. They've shown them. He didn't invent the damn I know. camera, you <laughs> dumb dumb. And you just made me say the D word. So they put them on the TV screen next to each other. Right. And it's like you can see when Hawkeye or whatever it's called now, whichever one they have, it's off. I know. You can see it. And it's like, hey, dumb dumbs. Here's the thing I think about They're Hawkeye. using the real bounce right now. What are you doing? I think Hawkeye shows the same trajectory of the shot indiscriminately. 
Like whether it's a top spin, 100 mile an hour, or a slice, 60 mile an hour. Oh, right. I think the that ball bounces the same. Yeah, that long shadow. sliding bounce. Well, that, I think that's its range of accuracy right. or whatever. It's but then like, when you look at the real bounce, exactly, it barely is on the ground. Like the ball is barely on the ground. Yeah, there's like, yeah, exactly. Somebody hit, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but somebody hit a lob or something. It went really high. It was a defensive lob yeah. and landed straight down. <laughs> and you got this long extended mark. Like, yeah. what are y'all doing? No, I I wish they would use that. I wish that would be there. And not only that, if the players saw that, they would shut the f up. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, would for see sure. It and be like, okay, you know. Well, they have right. a right to complain about Hawkeye because it's bullcrap. Yeah. Lies. And neither of us have still seen the play site, the recreational version. I've yet to play anywhere that has it, but I can't wait to see how that. If the if the million dollar Hawkeye system is that inaccurate, I can't wait to see the one that's on you know at your local club. I mean, listen. The whole rigmarole with the challenges and the Hawkeye and and the and how much it's off or not off. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but the- just show me the dumb ball in the line. I can right. see it clear as day. Yeah, you can't tell me the technology is not so great now. Right. I mean, it, it, that, that's you would all think that they system use. would be cheaper. You would think so. Yeah, yeah. you know and- that. Have sensors, you just have a camera. I guess the their dispute with that is that that would still be the chair umpire making a decision. So if you get one ball that just lands super, super close, it's hard to tell. That's all right. The chair umpire has to decide. Uh, but again, the players aren't. Well, I guess they are seeing it because I'm sure it's on a screen somewhere. They can it doesn't see. matter. They if it's if it's indisputable, problem solved. If it's right. not, then guess what. The chair makes the decision. That's their job. I guarantee it's more accurate than the chair coming out and looking at the clay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. No, I love that. I forget which match I was watching, and I saw that, and I was like, wow, that's so much. I didn't even look at the Hawkeye on the left. I was looking at the screen on the right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I was looking at both because I wanted to see how awful. Yeah, the only one I saw, they were pretty identical in that case, but I there have been so many times in Hawkeye, I've been like, that did not seem like where that ball bounced. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's something wrong with how much the ball stays on the ground in their model. They almost need to have, I mean, they have to have sensors on the actual court. I don't know. I guess Fox 10 is the company, maybe, okay. I guess. They need to, uh, both the ATP, WTA, the ITF, the USTA, the FFT, the <laughs> everybody should... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they need to undercut Hawkeye and be like, we'll give it to you for half the price. Or not. Yeah. Say, hey, dum-dums, we're going to charge you double, <laughs> but it works. Right. And then Hawkeye's going to say, hey, what about us? Oh, it didn't come through. Hold on. How about that? Remember, that was a clueless. Yeah, I was when on I YouTube. I first heard that in and out, I thought it was something. I was like, what are you playing? <laughs> uh, you clicked the wrong link. Behave. Uh, <laughs> Um, um, yeah, that movie doesn't really hold up anymore. I don't it think. doesn't, but as if is, I thought, all right, I'll delete it. The whatever. stat I always tell about that movie, though, is you know Cher in that movie, not Cher, Dion was her, was it Dion was her name? Her friend yeah. was like 29 when that oh, was right. made. It's crazy. She's like 50 now. Um, and she was playing like a 16-year-old or 17-year-old. So anyway, so um, so yeah, it's fantastic. Real Bounce, it's fantastic. We've got to, we've got to do it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, just because it's like, and we've even said this when it first started, they could be showing you a video of any ball bouncing on that Hawkeye. Like the camera, that's like you said, that's indisputable. You're seeing the actual shot land. Right. I'm not seeing some computer model. 
It's like when the you know your radar shows it's not raining and you walk outside and you're feeling like, well... And, and here's what has happened with Hawkeye, right? Is they challenge everybody, including all the fans, to- turn towards the big screen. Right. And then, ho, ho, start cheering. It's turned into a thing. Right. Don't let the fact that it's turned into a thing trick you into thinking it's a good thing. Right. The only thing that matters is getting reality correct. Right. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's turned into a whole thing and how many challenges you get. Just get it right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're trying to make it interactive, but yeah, you're, I agree with you. It has become too much. They've had to make it interactive because it's so dumb. It's right. a cartoon when we can actually see reality. Yeah, and I think it. I think that you've seen players use it strategically. You know, they have a really long point or somebody's in a role that challenge, you know, they just challenge just to get, you know, a 15 second break. Cause really we don't even need like the people in the stands don't even need to see it. They just say right. out in right. like points over. Now, if it does cost a lot of money, I get it, you know, but they should have an official at the tournament just watching it nonstop. Right. And then as soon as there's this call they're Oh, that was out. You know, they can just right. be in the earpiece of the, of the official or on the walkie or whatever, or text them or, <laughs> Give them the old well, sign. And if they the could afford it in this tournament, they could surely afford it at the slams. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think there was one tournament they said they were going to have Hawkeye in like all 12 courts or something recently. I can't remember if it was that with Andy Wells or Miami. They had it on every court. And I'm like, those aren't even, those courts aren't even televised. But I guess just for fairness. Yeah. But uh, nobody wants. I know it's too much. They always I gotta go, stop. It's too much. <laughs> but they but, always go too far on all these challenge systems. Yeah, it's always it's always too far. Well, at least you don't throw out a streamer flag <laughs> out onto the court like they do in. Uh, by the way, Billie Jean King so, they sold World Team Tennis. Really? To yeah, to billionaires. So she doesn't even she's not involved at all. She owns the Philadelphia Freedoms. Okay. Which of course that song is written after, about that team. <laughs> it is. Really? Yeah, cuz you know they were home they were buddies back then. I almost saw that movie over the weekend but didn't. Uh Rocket Man? Yeah. Fantastic. I saw the worst movie I think I've ever seen and I say that cuz I don't want anyone to go see it and what pay it? any money. The Dead Don't Die. The Dead. Bill Murray and Don't Adam Driver was. It was oh, awful. it was another zombie movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was theoretically a comedy. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan <laughs> of Adam Driver, even as Kylo Ren. They said this was his best performance ever, and I'm like, that says wow. a lot. <laughs> wow, because it. I mean, it was bad. Uh, it was terrible, and we were deciding between Rocket Man and that, and we saw that. So listen, most of the tournaments this week, Tennis Channel, right? Yep. And then they'd kick over to a real channel for like the weekend or oh, whatever. Oh, did they? I don't know. Some stuff happened that way. I can't remember what did, what didn't. Grass seems to get shot. I didn't think grass uh, well, ever does. Maybe that was maybe the French that did, maybe. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, my point being is this. The tennis channel just needs to go all in and get everything. Because I think, because listen, here's well, you know a no- they did that for the slams. They just sell it. Well, I they, think they sell it to NBC. Do they? And I think. I'm, I hope so. I'm almost certain. I don't know. Um, but listen, ESPN2, which is prior to the Tennis Channel having way more right. tennis, 94.3 million homes have okay. ESPN2. How many do you think the Tennis Channel has? Mm. Well, I was going to ask higher or lower, but that's cheating. Well, I'll say 75. You're an idiot. No, you're not. <laughs> 60 million. Okay. So it's a, it's it is lower. 30 million yeah. less 
but they're still growing. And I think if they went all in and had it all in like they do right now and they stay consistent over right. time, then they'll start you know, getting more people. Because what's the point of fighting for Tennis Channel on your cable provider if yeah. you know, you're watching bag check 90% of the time? <laughs> Who cares? I want live tennis. And yeah, I the think college, they graduated past that. They'd not have stopped that now. They still have bag check. I know. It's still on, but they got to get rid but of I it. But I mean, they've, they've Agreed. done that enough. The college tennis is a big piece of it, for sure. Um, and, and what have you. But anyway, so... No, I think there's still people that don't have it, which is right. even tennis you know, fanatics, because they can get by without it. Right, but now they have Tennis Channel Plus, so they can still make money, because I don't know if you... I don't think you have to have a cable provider to get Tennis Channel Plus. No, I doubt it. So, um, I, don't, I don't think so. So anyway, so they can make money off of that. No, to watch Tennis Channel online... You have to right. have the tennis channel, right? But I don't think you but do not for plus. to buy it on your phone and, and watch it. No, know. they'd prefer that, I'm sure. Well, right? They don't. Yeah, they don't have to. So, so what I'm saying is, a 30 million difference is a lot, obviously. Right. But but to have 60 is pretty impressive, and I think they're closing the gap. When I think the reason they were able to buy all the slams, and by the way, BN has 17. <laughs> Not million, God. just seven, <laughs> just seventeen. The reason they were able to outbid ESPN, I think, and the other channels is because they want first ball to last ball, and ESPN doesn't want that. Right. So they were able because they know they're going to show those Wimbledon matches all year long. Right. So I think I, last I heard, they bought all four slams completely. Now mm-hmm. maybe there was some prime time and or they weekend. Sell, huh. Yeah, they sell whatever they want because because NBC is going to pay a lot of money for the finals and semis. Same with ESPN or whatever. Right. But. Well, Again, good for them. That's that was what I heard last. But good that, for them. But that had to be a lot of money. But they knew they're going to make a lot of it back when they sold certain packages. Yeah. But ES, this is the first year I can remember, and since I've watched tennis, that there wasn't a single minute of a slam on ESPN. Which is great, if you ask me, because they don't care anyway. No, they don't. They're they're yeah. I it mean, was funny though watching ESPN now that they don't have it. They didn't talk about tennis at all. Right. Like when they have it, they act yeah. like it's a big deal. And now they don't have it. They was like. They just show the scores on the bottom of the screen. That's it. Right. They didn't show it on Sports Center or anything. We don't need them. I don't care. We don't need them. <laughs> I'm serious. We don't. No, I think it. The more that's on Tennis Channel, the better. If we can get insulated, and the the tennis community, the tennis world in America can can financially, you know, back the Tennis Channel, and also you know collectively push and get it on more systems and get it into more basic packages or at least the lowest level tier besides right. the base whatever you know then I, I think that really because 60 million were gaining and i'm right. kidding i don't know what bn is but i'm assuming it's in the teens <laughs> oh wait, well I, it wasn't 17 million no no it was just <laughs> i just put 17 total they get my tv now it's up to 18 yeah um i'm sure bn's in a lot but who cares i bet it's not in more than 17 in america million <laughs> maybe not um so anyway so um but it's just continuity. It's fix annoying. Fix the damn app. That's all. Yeah. Every you know, fix it. But fix it's it. annoying to have to guess what channel tennis is on. So I think the continuity of it always being on tennis channel is best for everything. And I think you can sort of you can swallow the fact that you know what I've been watching tennis channel for everything, but now on Sunday I got to yeah. jump over to NBC for the final. Uh, that's all right. And more people want to watch the final, so I get that. Yeah. Um, you know, 
it's just like every year when we have that tournament and I ask people when they want to go, they always want to go to the finals. And I'm like, that, to me, that's the worst one to go to, but whatever. We only get one match. Right. Yeah. And so. you don't know who's going to be in it. And what if it's not good? Right. It's possible. At least when you're the first round, you know, you can see 32 or whatever the draw size right. is. So anyway, how about this? Desperation or genius? <laughs> Coaching at the U.S. Open. Is that actually yep. a possibility? But from the stands. Which is the biggest cop out? What do you mean from the stands? So another player words, walks over there. No, no, no. You can just you know make Yell. signs and yeah, exactly. What only on changeovers or any time? I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it because we do no prep for the <laughs> show. And why would I want to break character? Well, my thinking would be that they're saying that because they're already doing it. So why not just probably make it legal? Which That's is the why philosophy in America for everything. Which is why it's a cop out. Yeah. How dare you? By the way. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's people already doing it. Let's just make it legal. Oh, my! by the way, um, I apologize. I forgot to, uh, I forgot to, you know. <laughs> this just in, coaching at the U.S. Open. <laughs> Sorry. I can't, I can't help it. I mean, that would be a pretty drastic change. They're always trying to make changes. That would be probably the biggest one in recent memory. I mean, that's bigger than challenges, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but like you said, it's really not going to change effectively what's actually happening. No, and there, there would have to be some limitations on it. I mean, except Serena's now, about to, Serena's about to toss, and the guy yells out, "You step in closer!" But now, well, of course, it's gonna. But now, everybody's gonna say, "Well, it's racist because you didn't do it last year before <laughs> Serena lost her mind." Yeah, or that's why they're doing it because Serena, you know, got screwed. Yeah, maybe. But I. But again, if it's not. If it's not on, I want the coach to be down there the entire match. Uh, that's all there is to it to me. Well, we, a friend of mine who's a tennis coach like you, y'all have identical opinions on coaching and on-court coaching. And I'm not going to say obviously who it is, but he just got outvoted in the, his high school coaches meeting. And they're not going to allow coaching on court next season. Wow. And he was furious and. Well, to me, the argument everybody says is, well, it takes away the element of figuring it out <laughs> for yourself. That's my argument. And, but that's the dumbest, that's just, No, but here's, but here's where cares? I don't use that argument. We're going to be like Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. Here's what we'll just yell at each other. But here's when that argument doesn't apply, you would say always, but it, that doesn't apply in a team setting. I have no problem with it in a team setting. I do have a problem with it in... A one-on-one setting when you don't have equal resources that's that's now there one of the reasons i don't like it at the pro level there could be some you know if you got you know the, the wild card who's 319 in the world playing against serena who can pay nine coaches <laughs> or more then it's an opt-out thing where both players have to agree to have them yeah i would be more agreeable to that that way you know because i think most players are a little more insecure than they are worried about what you're doing than what they can or can't do now let me ask you this let's say you go to play a college match yep coach a college match and the other team coach isn't going to be there for whatever reason yep would you be okay with them saying, well, since I drop, they don't have a coach you i drop can't. i've dropped the players off and go to the bar <laughs> no 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 but that's but the that's the college's fault. I was going to say the for having a tennis program right. and not paying. Well, I don't mean they don't have one. He's just not going to be there. That, that's his uh, problem. Right. That's his, his fault job. in some way. It's almost like saying, "Well, Serena's not there. Can't she still <laughs> play the match and still win?" No. But that's the only problem with the opt out. Is I feel like that 
players are just going to use that whenever they want. You know. Well, if, if you're 300 in the world playing against Serena, no configuration. Serena might say, yeah, we can have coaches and then not have hers right. there and not care. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing is advantageous to you if you're playing. So, so really, it just is. It really just protects your. And there might be even a situation where you have to do it. You have to like. You can't do it day of. You've got to when you register for the tournament. You've got to say, "Am I, you know, yes or no." Yeah. Am I going to have coaching or the possibility of coaching all your Yes. And then if you don't, you don't, but you've right. already agreed to it. That way, if you're about to play Hollop and you know she's cuckoo, you know, <laughs> on Wednesdays and you're playing her into the second round, you're up. Oh, nope. No coaches. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. You know, not the Darren's there anymore, but you know, yeah. so it can't get all goofy like that. There's got to be a system in which you're like, yes, I'm playing in the tournament. Coaches are, or they might just say, you know what? Coach is allowed no matter what. If you don't have one, too bad. Because I don't think it's such a huge advantage that it matters. Well, and if you're going to have it, even in the system you're talking about for the U.S. Open, they got to have microphones on the coaches. That's the only way I will accept it in a televised match. Because I'm not going to be trying to <laughs> decipher. Gonna, no, I know. Listen to but you. I'm not going to decipher. Yeah, I'm going to turn it off hey guys, if they don't do it. Corey said he doesn't accept it. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it all down. You don't realize the authority that I have. No, if, this I, podcast, if I can't decipher what they're saying that's going to be more annoying than anything on TV. You can't, you can't tell how many times does Bill Belichick cover his face with a clipboard when he's, you know, X zoom, triple left, right, flippy floppy, but cuckoo, cuckoo. flippy throw, floppy. That was a, uh, throw it to, uh, Andy Samberg uh, reference. I did. That was an accidental. Yep. Flippy floppies. Never. Heard um, that, that was from the, one of those weird songs. Oh. I'm on a boat or one of those. Um, Please don't make us relive it. <laughs> but no, but even on like NFL films later, you can at least hear what Bill Belichick is saying and stuff like that. Like to me, there's got to be at some point where you can get behind the curtain one way or the other. So that's the, oh, <laughs> that's even a dumber <laughs> argument than your other argument. This sport is individual sport and you had to learn to can't get, they still can't come out and hit forehands for you. Well, and you also still have to be able to do things they're saying. And have you seen some of these coach exchanges and the players just looking at them like they're a jackass? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, here's the worst though. What I'm saying is them showing on TV the player getting coached, and we don't hear anything either of them are saying. Like, don't show it if we can't hear them. Don't bother using codes and stuff. Yeah. Like, why do we need to see it if we can't hear it? It's not. It's not rocket science. Like we don't need to see. Yeah, but it's, I think the chair umpire, both players, should be mic'd for every match. Anyway, well, yes, because I want to read those. I want to hear those. I think every person also. in the crowd should be mic'd, so that way you can see <laughs> behind the curtain. Grounds crew, how close are you cutting that Once grass? Once you enter the stadium, it's all public. Everybody it's gives fault. you a mic. Patriot Act. Yep. Listen here in the bathroom. You going for a pee? <laughs> mic it up. Yeah. No, I just. Well, because. I don't know. No, to me, it's just got to be about TV. Do not. You're talking about what? What is the purpose of allowing coaches to coach from the stands? To have the best chance to have the best possible tennis occurring on the court at the same time. But if they want that, then why are they making them stay in the stands? No, that's my. Oh yeah, I know. Because they're afraid. Yeah, they don't want to go all in because it's too much. Chain scares me. Yeah, they're going like one, like one small step. 
and let's All right. see what happens. Coaching from the stands, Rosie, <laughs> next year. Well, maybe we'll get down to V, Row V. You can come down to V. You get one minute at the end of every set. But you can't wear sunglasses. That's too tricky. <laughs> and eventually it'll be, or, okay, fine. You can sit right in the service box they're serving to. I feel like that's kind of why they do it. It's like they do a small step to see what the backlash is, and then they plan on going further the next year. It's like going to be this year, signals only, no verbal, you know, in the next year, whatever. Full-on college coaching, college-style coaching would be the best. Coaches on court, clapping between points and encouraging. That's a bit much, but yeah. But, what, <laughs> but, that, but see, I'm telling you, that won't go over. The players won't want to hear that crap. No, that's what I mean. That that I would... It will self... Yeah. You know, whatever itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I still think the men don't want it overall. You the women definitely. Person. The women definitely want it because they already are used to it. Because they're needier. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they can't do things by themselves without well, a man. The best argument for the women doing it is they already do it every tournament, but the slams. Why aren't they doing it in the slams? Right. The men don't do it anytime. Why would you just allow them to do it in the U.S. Open? I mean, it's dumb. You need a coach in this podcast <laughs> is what you need that's you need somebody over there whispering maybe it's because i know a coach can't help me <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's probably why I'm against this. here's my back end what do you got for me <laughs> nothing i've yet to find a coach who could help me i've had so. the best <laughs> the best interpretation of your back end i won't discuss it in public it took, yeah it took us it took us this long to figure out why i hate coaching it's because no one can help me <laughs> So I said it must not be useful for anybody else. True. So, <laughs> all right. Good Lord. Of course, uh, we went a year and a half from, always. for awful grass court tournaments that nobody cares <laughs> about. So who's winning Wimbledon? No, I'm kidding. We'll get to that, but yeah. not yet. So the fever tree is the one I care about the most because of the name. And oh, baby. I can't. <laughs> By the way, I, I saw something on Twitter that Labor Cup and the Boodles results will be counted towards head-to-head results. Just in stats. I don't think they'll count like other stuff. And I'm like, whatever, who cares? I still want to know why Nadal is like 98 and two at the French when he quit that one year. Like that's a loss. When you drop out of a tournament, that's a loss. If you never play the match, it's not, which is stupid. But it's dirt. Is it really not? I thought it was. Yeah. You don't, if you don't play the match. So Federer should just drop out every time he's scheduled to play Nadal (laughs) and he would be undefeated at the French. (laughs) <laughs> He'd be three I'm and oh. Serious, that's a terrible rule. Career record three and oh against <laughs> That's a that Yeah. I gotta do some research on that. I don't know. That's ridiculous. It is it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So anyway. All right. Anything else? Do you have a corner? I don't. Thank no. goodness. Thank goodness. I couldn't take it. I'm so flabbergasted I figured out what why I don't like coaching. I've got to do some reflection. <laughs> about to quit tennis, quit everything. <laughs> Don't quit the podcast yet. Yeah. Find somebody way better. <laughs> it won't be hard. Um, kidding. <laughs> kidding, of course. All right. So you know where to find us. Uh, Twitter, at Tennis Rev Pod. Uh, follow us. Spread. Every time I text something out, just retweet it, would you? It's yeah. not hard. I think it's only one button. <laughs> you don't have to like it. And just put in your little description, retweets don't equal agreement or whatever, you know. Um, so do that. Instagram, we're back up, baby, to 115. I don't know how it happened, and I don't <laughs> care. I just don't want to. All our promotion. It, it helped. It helped. A hundred and however many. We've got like one Instagram follower per, oh my God, we're back down to 114. <laughs> how did that happen? This is someone just trolling you every week. <laughs> I don't care. Adding and, and deleting. 
I don't care. I'm going to delete this. It's me. I've got an account. I'm going in and out every week. If we we don't get to 300 needs to be a number. If we need to set a date and set a number, and if we don't get to 300 by a certain amount of time, I'm deleting the Well, I was going to say, you don't even put the show on that account, right? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. So there really isn't a reason for anyone to follow us there. All right, so I'll start putting the show on there if I can figure it out. So don't just leave me alone until I figure it out, all right? <laughs> or somebody else put it on there and send it to me, and then yeah. I won't be able to figure out how to send it back out either. But whatever. So Instagram, I mean, do I even? why do I even tell you what it is? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tennis Revolution Pod, at Tennis Revolution Pod. Um, maybe I need to follow somebody like a Kardashian or something and kind of get something going. We need an experiment next week, and the very first part of the show, we list all our social media and see if they all just skyrocket. Because nobody listens. Yeah, because ninety nine percent of the people have already turned us off by now. Clearly, tired of us throwing their phone in the garbage. <laughs> huh, I, yeah, that might be a good idea. That might be a good idea. So anyway, do those things, and of course, as usual, just spread the word as much as possible. We continue to grow, but we grow too slow. And, uh, hey, people deserve us. Do you understand that? Yeah, Wimbledon's coming up. That's true. Remember last year's Wimbledon was our UTR comparison, I think, for the women and the men. That's right. Was it? I think it was. Um, so, anyway. All right. I think that's all we got, and we're way over time. <laughs> so, we apologize. Uh, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Maria's back. Maria's back.